Hi, this is the Halsey v. Mark show, and I am talking to... Is it Shelley or Shelley? I, I'm never too sure how to say your name. It's Shelley. And can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Shelley? Well, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I am a paranormal investigator, certified. I took classes under the amazing Patty Starr. which is 187PI. I own a haunted jail. And we do lots of different events at the jail. We have ghost hunts there. And I do a lot of my research there at the jail because it is so haunted. So it's kind of like my working laboratory. And we do escape games there. That helps to fund the restoration efforts of the jail because the jail is a historic building, but it needs some work. So the games help us raise money to keep fixing up the building. I'm going to ask you, did you inherit the jail or did you buy the jail? I purchased the jail back in 2015. It was set up for um, demolition back in 2013, and this wonderful gal by the name of Kim Sutton, she is over the Paulding Historical Society. She got wind that they were going to demolish the jail, so she got all of the newspapers and all the TV stations involved, which then forced the the town to sell the building. So in 2013, a restoration company purchased the building so it wouldn't be demolished. And then I in turn purchased it from them in 2015. How old does it go back to? What age does it go back to? Is it fairly old? I imagine it must have housed the, um, what I call the Western heroes of the movies at one time, the baddies, like the Billy the Kid type people. Um, could you repeat that for me? I imagine at one point in time it must have held people like Billy the Kid and people like that, or similar people. It's, it's 
kind of hard making the time to go do that. We've got so much going on. I imagine that you have a lot of archive um, records. imagine it is I can just imagine that because as, as you, you know I live in United Kingdom and some of our places go back 500 years plus oh yes and that would be like wow a lot of history there you could research probably until you were very very old and probably still not get it all you want to look up a place called Bodmin Jail Bodmin, B-O-D-M-I-N, and it's in Cornwall. They have a, a, a like a museum, and a, where you can visit the jail. Because I only know about the jail because when I was um, courting my wife, that's one of the places we was in a park, and the jail was right across from where we were in in the park from. Yeah, you definitely want to look at the records in there because they've got some very good history as well. I think that would be interesting. Might be worth you asking them if they would like to send some bits to you that you could put use on your show. Maybe I would just like to come and visit the place. <laughs> yeah, we well, could do. I suppose they. It's not hard to get to. It's just that big pond over there, <laughs> and money. <laughs> Were they for the really mad pe- pe- prisoners or the really bad prisoners? Yeah, I would say the really bad people were kept in the basement. And I also heard that way back when the jail was first built, that um, they would put minorities in the dungeon cells in the basement. Well, I would have thought that was quite a common practice back then, unfortunately. Yes, it was. So that's kind of, excuse me, that's kind of disturbing. But, I mean, we can't help the way our history was back then, you know. Well, you think of it, um, UK history with asylums isn't that great. <laughs> so... Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, there's been... 
due to that fact that people had it really rough and maybe were, you know, killed or murdered or died under stress or tragic events. We have quite a few ghosts in that jail of mine. Yeah, I think one was trying to come through the other day when we were speaking to Cheryl. Now, is there a part of the jail that you feel very uneasy going into? Like, is there one cell you think, oh, I really don't like being in this cell? Well, the cells, they don't bother me that much. I wouldn't sleep in them, um, especially the, the cells on the first floor. Um, there's stuff going on in there all the time, and I'm uncomfortable to sleep in there, but not to be in there. But the place that gives me the creeps in the jail is the third floor, and that was, back in the day, the sheriff's living quarters. That's where him and his family lived. And the sheriffs lived in the jails back in those days, and in my particular jail, they lived in there until 1977, and then after that, no more sheriffs lived in the building. But I think it's because it's a... The sheriff himself is always there, and there's a lady and a, and a little girl that's always there, and I'm just... Uh, that gives me kind of an uneasy feeling, like I'm... Not like I'm afraid, but like I'm... Um, intruding on their space because it was their living quarters so I don't like to hang up hang around up there too much especially by myself how long have you been doing your radio show that you do on them um, it's probably been like eight eight months we've been doing the radio show I think it is yeah eight months well, it comes across well. I have listened to a couple of episodes, and you and, and you do a lot. I, I like the research part of it. I really think that's very important, especially where where you where you're coming from. Because obviously, when I do my shows, it's just a basic research. But where you are, you have to be more accurate because it relates to the jail.
So if I know something, I'll share it. And that's very important. I think, as you say, it's very important to share things. And I prefer doing audio to video because I think you can get away with more on audio than video. The video. Yes, videos, yes. videos become very restrictive, just for YouTube. They go in... I know it's like it's. Uh, I'm 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 a very I've, I'm learning curve from podcast to radio show. Man, you're doing very well. I might say you're doing very well. well I hope so. I, I, there must be one listener out there that likes me. Yeah, we thought your show was really good the other night. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm going to try and get a guest every time if I can, and if I can't, I'll I'll got I've got quite a lot of archive I can send to cat and then she can sort out which is the best bit she wants to put on there oh yes cat is such a wonderful lady too i tell you the sweetest lady she is so nice well i'd like to thank you and cat for letting me giving me this opportunity well, well, you know you're welcome and i thought that you would would do great and so far you're doing great well, I've, I've decided what I'm doing is I, I write my show up a little bit in notes. I've got a little notepad for next week's show already, and little things I can add on. And like if I, if I can, suddenly that we the for some reason the connection goes, I have little stories I can add in. And, and also, I think it's good to have a bit of fun as well. Yes. I think, yeah, yes, have the serious side, like you said. But you've got to have a little bit of fun because I think people tend to listen in a bit more then. sugar of one two four and at the time my wife was told I was going to die but obviously she kept faith and whilst I was in the coma I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since and she told me to wake up and I had the most overwhelming well overwhelming feeling I've ever ever had to wake up I seriously believe that was my spirit guide or guardian angel whichever way you like to call it and whilst I was also in a coma, I was neither in the real real world or the next realm. And that's why I like to call myself, a.k.a. Ghost Man, because for those three weeks, I was not on this planet. Wow. And I do believe that um, we have spirit guides, and, and she was probably guiding you back, Mark. It just wasn't your time. <laughs> 
Well, that's what got me into the paranormal. I must admit, I mean, you get an experience like that, it, it draws you in a bit. No, I did not see any bright, any light whatsoever. It's just blackness. I don't remember nothing. I only remember the voice. I know some people have told me hey, it was your chemical reactions in the brain and whatever, and that's a scientific explanation. But I'm sorry, I'm sticking to the guardian angel explanation, and he won't budge me from it. And but you didn't see no white light or anything like that. No, no and I also. And also, I didn't hear, you know, when they say, oh, talk to someone in a coma because they, they know what you're saying. No, you don't. Yes. You don't hear nothing. As I've told people before, okay. you could you could tell me we landed on Mars and invaded it. I'd believe you. <laughs> well, I've had other people say that they knew nothing, so... It depends. It, it might depend how near death you may be at the time. It could be. It could be. I mean, the only trouble with the final frontier, because death is the final frontier, is, oh, yes, yes. is that we've all got these lovely theories about heaven and hell, and we could talk to the high-ho noon about them, because there's loads of them out there. But there's only one unfortunate oh, yes. way. There's only one unfortunate way of finding out, and that is dying. And it's a bit of a bummer, that one. Oh, sorry, I nearly said the word swear word. A bit of a nuisance, that one. <laughs> finding, finding it out that way. So, yes, you know, I do I believe there's something out there? Yes. Do I think it's a physical being? No. I think it is an energy force. And that we, we all join it like a hive. Like our souls leave like a white energy, like an energy force. And it all joins into a, like a hive like light. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, while I haven't had a near-death experience, I've had experiences with spirits or ghosts since I've been a little kid. And they seem to like to talk to me even as an adult, so they talk to me all the time at the jail, and we do have different um, pieces of equipment and gadgets that help you be able to hear them, however, they talk so much, and their, their vocal energy is strong enough that we don't need that equipment sometimes at the jail, you can just hear them talking. Well, someone told me, he reckons that when you people say they see invisible friends, the kids talk about the invisible friends, that they're not actually visible friends, they're ghosts. Yes, and I'll tell you something about that um, a lot of people might not know, is children are more apt to see them because 
the way our cones are in our eyes, we can see different light spectrums when we're children. And when we grow and get older, that degrades over time and we can't see those same light spectrums with our eyes. And that's why a lot of times adults don't see them, but the children can. Did you hear about my what early man theory the other day? When I was talking about early man, that paranormal and the fact that the ability that we can see here or hear paranormal cryptozoology stuff all comes from early man. That part of our brain is still with us. We know less about the human brain than we do about the moon. It's because it's made life easier because it was designed that way to make life easier. People forget it's, it's, that you, you yeah. does, people, you think about it, people who are listening. When we're talking to the, our phones and different app, um, tablet devices as we are at the moment, all these devices are probably 20 to 30 times powerfuler, more than the ones that sent man to the moon and back. No, because you come lazy, yes, I do understand what you're saying. Yes, lazy, yes, lazy, that's, that's the word for it. I think it's because it's it, it hasn't happened overnight, it's just something, as an older generation, I'm, I, I'm going to say my, I am 56, so, as an older generation, you do, you do, you, you're lost with the technology sometimes. The kids are coming in and say, oh, I can't work this phone. And they go, oh, yeah. Oh, how did you do that? Huh? Yeah. 
They go, oh, it's easy, don't you know how? Mm, no. <laughs> it's because we come up in different time periods. So, you know, some of them don't know what an 8-track player is or never seen a, a phone that was attached to a wire. You know, it's funny. Yeah, the old radios, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> how would they work with a valve radio? Now, when you do your restoration for your gel, do you have to find original material or do you try to get it as original as possible? For my shows? Oh, no, for the gel. Well, um, as far as what, the research or the write-ups? Or the, uh, the restoration work you're doing, you know, the, on the cells and all that. Okay. I think that's correct way to do it because I think sometimes it disrespects the dead. to have that strange relationship because other people some people may be listening and thinking yeah okay Firsthand, what I'm talking about. It's 
amazing, and I think a lot of teams don't get that opportunity because a lot of teams don't own a haunted place where you can spend time at it, get to know the, the resident spirits, and make a relationship with them, whereas most teams, they go from location to location for one night, and they do an investigation, and they get what they get, but they don't really get a chance to build a relationship with any of the dead people, you know? Yes, I think that's very important, that. Yeah, so I, um, I got, uh, I'm lucky that way. Um, they tell you what they want, though. I'm, I've been trying to get some answers to some things for a while, and, and they might tell me a piece here and a piece there. Um, they tell you what they want and when they want to tell you. So um, I guess just like the living people, you could ask a living person something, and if they don't want to tell you, they won't. So the ghosts are no different. Have you ever thought of writing a book? I think it'd be a fascinating read how how you developed it from virtually, you know, you had to do all that hard work, and I think people would be interested in things like that. Yeah, and I'm and, and I'm still doing hard work, so um, I I don't know. We do have a lot of stuff going on uh, within our paranormal group, and I got to tell you, all my members they are so wonderful. They devote all of their spare time to our research and to our ventures. It's it's really been really great. I have a great group of people who help me. So. Oh yes, it's like everything. Everybody says, you like I always say, I'm just the um, the voice. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I admit if I if I got to look up something on Google, I own up to it. I don't lie about it. I just say, oh, I'm going to just look up one. Wikipedia, or I'm just going to look up on Google, because that's being honest. Yeah, because, sure, because we, you know, you can't know everything, and, and somebody could present you with a question, and you're just unsure, so I would look it up before I give them wrong information myself, you know? Yeah, and you can always refer that's... them to it as well. You can say, well, I found this bit of information here, and it's on Wikipedia. Right. If you look it up, you can find out more. Absolutely. Well, it's important to, as I say, I believe in honesty. If I get, if I muck up something, or make a mistake, I always say, "Oh, sorry, I did get that wrong. It was meant to be this." So, I'm oh, sorry about that. This is the one you should have gone to. I'm sure, and and that's what you should do. I mean, integrity is a big thing. Um, I, I I pride myself in that, and with the public, with my team, with my family, and. I think things are so much easier no matter what if your integrity is intact, you know? Well, I always say to people, it takes a long time to build up trust and a second to lose it. Absolutely. You are absolutely right about that. So have you ever been on a ghost investigation, Mark? I wish I could be, but 
Unfortunately, I have um, neurological problems as well. Uh-huh. And my wife is disabled as well. And she has uh, various problems, so I have to help her out. That's why sometimes, if I am on my show and I have to disappear, I say to Kat, oh, you couldn't do, fill in for me for five minutes while I disappear to help my wife. And she knows, she does, she's very understanding, and I do appreciate that, because some, some people wouldn't be that understanding. No, Kat is such a sweet lady. She's going to be coming to the jail the 29th of July, because we have a, a really um, special event coming up, and that is... Um, a guy named Carrie Murray was found hanged in the first floor cell block back in 1998. So this is the 20th year anniversary of his death. But what's more interesting is that it's also his birthday. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so um, every year he, he communicates with us a little bit more. And we only really get to communicate with him on this anniversary time. So, um this year I'm doing something a little different instead of just focusing on the tragic event that happened that night we're going to have a birthday celebration for him yeah and the cake and the pictures and the yes. music and stuff yes. like that that's what we're going to do we're going to celebrate his birthday and continue our research with him as well I bet he but comes out and plays with you that night though I I tell you, he definitely will. They are. I've said it on radio. And if I'm wrong, you can smack my wrist. Probably some of the other spirits will be there for the party too. I'm sure. Yeah, they won't. They won't want to miss. They won't want to miss out a good time. couldn't have a virtual reality um, or a, you know like they do on these stadiums football stadiums or soccer stadiums as we call it. It's funny that you talk about that. I'm working on um, a hologram machine right now and it's I've been working on it for some time because I think that it can be used as a trigger object like um Maybe I could put a hologram of the sheriff up and maybe it would tempt the jailer to maybe show himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's a clue. And that would be a very cool way when someone comes to visit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that right now. It's in the works. It's in the making. We've got the plans down for it. We're working on the build. And um, I wanted to have it done by summertime, by now, but it's not finished yet. So, but it's, it, I'm working on it. It's hard work. It's very technical. It, it is hard work. And when we, we are doing so many other things, too, um, what was 
was it the weekend before last we went to Canada and we did a couple um, investigations in Canada and uh, that's the first time I'd been to Canada so that was a great weekend actually you ever been over here to the UK Where would you like to go? Well, you know, I want to go to Paris, and I want to check out the catacombs, and... Oh, I know the ones you mean, yes, yes. The I ones with the skulls. Ireland steep in history as well. Mystery and and myth and magic, a bit like Cornwall and Devon. If you don't want to look yes. up, man, if you're into magic, and you'd like to know more, look up Devon and Cornwall when there's loads of it, especially the Merlin and uh, King Arthur legend. I know the one you mean, the to, to do with the suicide forest? Is that the one? Yeah, I wouldn't let go visit that sometime here. Um, that has to be haunted like nobody's business, you know? Well, it's very creepy. Even seen it in, in the daylight. I've seen a video of it. And it's very, very creepy. Even on video, it looks creepy. So if it's creepy on video, it must be very creepy in real life. It's a sad thing, but obviously they must be drawn to it. It is a sad thing that people get feeling in such despair to end their own life. I mean, I've never, ever, ever even never thought of doing that. And, hmm. Well, in my past life, when I used to work, I used to be into men. I worked in mental health and special needs for 10 years. Uh -huh. So I used to deal with very severely mentally ill people and some of them were suicidal. But like most of the pe people don't understand it yet, again, that most people were classified as mad. Um, most of the time you can have very lucid conversations with them and that's the bit people don't understand. You think, how can you talk to someone that's quote mad? But I keep saying, well, who defines madness? Well, true. True, and I'm sure that they have times where they're very coherent. Yes, it's I've had very good conversations in Paul. And some very strange conversations as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's probably during those times of... You know, your brain works on electrical impulses, so... When stuff isn't firing right, then obviously they're going to act strangely. But I always treat them as people, and I think they appreciate that. 
Well, in, in ten years, I only had help to do control and straight three times, and I'm quite proud of that. Is that right? Only three times. Yeah. And you so, considering how bad some of our patients were, that's quite good. Because I think you should, again just talk like, like this, talking to them a new, like, talking to them like a normal person. And if you can't do something, you just just say. Look, I can't do that now, but if you give me five minutes, I'll come back to you later. I always try to keep my word. Well, you know, keeping your word is important with anybody, mental health issue or not. So, um, this says a lot about your character, if you keep your word. My mom used to tell me, you're only as good as your word. So, if you can't keep your word on something, why then? It doesn't say very much for you. As you can see, I'm a very apologetic person. If I get something wrong, um, I say sorry to the cows come home. It's a very British thing. Well, you know, um, you know, you're not There, there are more. There's quite a few in the UK, obviously, but I find it harder to get them on the, my shows. I think mostly because, and this is only my personal belief, is American show. More Americans are more used to talking about themselves. I don't mean that in a particularly nasty way, and the British people tend to be a bit more reserved. But that's only my personal thing, because most of my most of my podcasts or radio shows of people tend to be with American people, because they're a lot easier to get hold of. Huh. That's interesting. Well, perhaps they just don't like me. I don't know. You know. Perhaps I'm not wearing the right perfume. I really don't know. I only put myself out there because I think I've got nothing to lose. If I tell people, if you tell people enough times, they just get, you know, they either listen to you or they don't. And if people like you, they don't like you. If they don't like you, fine. But I must be doing something right because as I keep telling people, I only started my podcast the 22nd of the 12th, 2017, because I got the date up on the Podbean thing. And I'm already over 5,000 5, downloads on that one. And I'm on Anchor FM as well. And I'm on 7,000 plus likes on that. So I must be doing something, well, right? obviously somebody likes you. <laughs> yeah. Plus they just like the British accent, I don't know. Wow. I know. I think it's probably 
A, because obviously the time zone differences, and they might be listening at, at a particular time of day where they are. Because I think Germany, I think Germany to the UK is, I think it's an hour or two hours behind. So it's not too far behind UK. But Malaysia, I think, is a long time behind. I think it's about ten, eight to ten. I did a podcast once to Sydney, Australia. I was talking to a medium. But it was 3 o'clock in the morning my end and 10 o'clock in the morning her end. Oh, my. So, yeah, that's quite a difference. Yeah, because it, uh, technically, I, I call it, I call, this is my time travel theory, see? Time travel theory warning. Right. Basically, I'm time travelling now because you are... Five hours behind me. Right. So I'm going. I'm going backwards. You're talking to me now at twenty-one forty-one UK time, which is forward in time. Right. And I'm also yeah. traveling a continent and talking to someone traveling because I'm sitting in my bungalow. Basing holes over in, in Devon, and you're in. I can't remember the name of the place now. <laughs> Indiana. 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 Uh, I'm in Indiana. So, Indiana. so, you know, I get a chance to talk to people I would never see a million years because they wouldn't be able to travel there. So that's why I, that's my that's my little time travel theory, people. When people think about it, they think, oh, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> sure. Well, is there anything you'd like to say, uh, mention to say to where people can listen to you or look up your jail place?
public hunts that are available at the jail. We do escape games, and you can find out about those awesome games either on the game website. It's called Jailbreak Code 9, and that's a number 9.com. Or if you just type in Jailbreak Code 9 at Facebook, the Facebook page will pop up. Um, we have a YouTube channel, and you can find that by typing in 187PI or my name, Shelly Robertson, and you can get a look at all of our evidence videos we have posted there. Other than that, oh my gosh, I think this weekend, um, Friday, no, Saturday, it's Saturday, um, the jail is located in Paulding, Ohio, and this weekend is their celebration of when they were founded. And a guy named John Paulding founded the town, and so the town is having their little celebration this weekend. And so we are going to do history tours on Saturday for all the people who are make a visit to the town. Well, I hope we do. I think it would be a fascinating walk, people. Please go a lot. I would do myself, but it's a bit far for me. <laughs> well, if you ever travel to the States, Mark, you'll have to stop by the jail. <laughs> you might lock me up. I might not be able to get out. Yeah, we do the, they do the same thing over here, um, Dartmoor way, I think they do one. Is that right? Not from the actual prison, obviously, because that's a proper prison. <laughs> you don't want to end up in Dartmoor prison, folks. It's very, 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 very remote. They don't worry if you escape there, because basically you have to escape over the moors, and you won't last very long. It's very cold, very bleak, and you probably want to go back. Well, I have to say where I live, obviously, Devon. Because <laughs> I, I have to be politically correct because if I live in Devon, yes, Devon is a beautiful area, whether it's Cornwall or Yorkshire, all Britain is okay. But the trouble with going in Britain is it's quite expensive to stay here in certain places. Is that right? Well, I believe so anyway, and I live here. I looked up, if you look up a holiday over here and you look to a holiday abroad, you're probably better having a £300 holiday abroad than a £300 holiday in the United Kingdom. Because you would only get the basics. Abroad you would probably get uh, breakfast and meals and or like an evening meal as well. And you don't in the UK? Well you might do but they're not so easy to find. Uh, well, and I also would like to amend, I used to live in a place called Southend-on-Sea, which used to be in the World Guinness Book World, World Record Book as the world's longest pier until another one was built in New Zealand. But I still considered our pier to be the world's longest 
because A is older than the one built in New Zealand because the one in New Zealand is quite new. I can't pronounce the one in New Zealand's name because it's such it's all in new, it's all in Maori language, and I would not insult them or try to trying to say it. Very interesting. But yep. you know the hotels here, they serve breakfast a lot of them, but that'll be about it. Yeah, so if you want to look, look up at a pier, they they have got a museum on South End um South End Pier. Which is a very interesting museum of how South End got how South End Pier came about, how it's been uh, it got it's been burnt down twice. It got smashed in by a boat once. We wanted to get rid of it years ago, but the people in South End didn't want them to get rid of it because basically that's the main attraction in South End. See, right? And I used to walk. I used to work down the seafront, and the seafront is a mile long. I don't know what a mile is in the United States terms, but you'd have to work that out. Huh. It's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very large. So, I'd like to say thank you, Shelley, for being on my show. And I shall give you the download link and you can do what you like with it. I don't mind. And I shall obviously should share this on my Podbeam and then my Spotify and my Anchor FM and my Apple Podcasts UK. See, I don't, I don't, I, the only reason I use Anchor FM is because they do all this for me for nothing. They share it. And I think, well, I mean, I might not own technically all the rights to my stuff, but it's a, two-way sword, isn't it? It is, yeah. I look at it this way. I, 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 I was really chuffed that I was on Spotify. Because I thought, wow, at least if I, if someone don't know where to find me, I can say, oh, if you've got Spotify, you can find my show. <laughs> and I put an episode of your one of your shows on it, for, that I promised you I did, and one of uh, Kate's. Cat, 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 cat show, sorry, cat. She'll tell me off now for spelling her name wrong. Um, <laughs> I always say she's going to get the whip out, but she doesn't get the reference yet. <laughs> See, I'm hoping she'll get the re- re- cat, cat, the references, cat of nine tails that they used to use during the olden times for to get the sailors in order. Oh, cat and nine tails, yeah. See, I learned something today. How about that? <laughs> I learn something every day. Right, I shall leave you to your day. Have a good one. Don't get too hot. And thank you for doing okay. this. Bye. You're welcome, Mark. You have a good day too. Bye-bye. Bye.